Welcome to Sportsy. Let's talk sports. On Sportsy, we have spoken to a lot of athletes. Uh, we have spoken to a few team owners. We have spoken to administrators. Uh, we have spoken to coaches. Today, we have somebody with us uh, who actually brings money to sports. We have today with us Vinit Karnik. Uh, he is a business head for Group M for entertainment, sports and live event. And he brings a vast experience of working in the sports and entertainment industry working closely with BCCI, IPL and uh, many other sports. Please welcome Vinit Karnik. Hi Vinit, uh, good to have you hi, on Sports uh, Let's talk sports. Uh, so for the viewers, Vinit Karnik is, is the business head uh, for Group M, uh, handling entertainment, sports and live events. It's, uh, it's ESP uh, is the property under Group M and uh, he's been there for quite some time, almost 14-15 years and been dealing with Almost all the properties and the brands that are coming in India from the in, in the sports industry, and uh, some of the biggest thing that we know of is like the, the BCCI deals for uh, Vivo and uh, for Oppo and and the Baijus, which came into big limelight. But yes, there is a far more beyond uh, what that those deals are. So Vinit, uh, really great to have you on the platform. Great, Sid. I mean, absolutely fantastic to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on the platform and. Congratulations to you for starting something uh, very unique and very interesting uh, where we can possibly share our thoughts and knowledge with, with people who are interested, mainly the students' community is what I understand. So, fantastic. Yes. So, absolutely a pleasure to be here. Yes. Uh, thank you, Vineet. And I think uh, those wishes are going to go a long way. And uh, so, uh, coming to directly to the point, uh, so you have a different background from the, uh, uh, like you work with Mudra in past and uh, you come from the, uh, I think, commerce background to MBA, Mudra and other industries. And then the, then the group M happened. So did it happen by plan or it uh, happened by choice or it, it just happened and then you grew in the whole thing? Yeah, it obviously happened by choice and you're absolutely right in, in getting that uh, in terms of my background is, is a bit different. I mean, it's not a yeah. very sports sport background from a business Correct. standpoint. It's more of a media entertainment uh, kind of a background. So, I mean, before uh, before IPL happened, I mean, people used to know me as, as more of the entertainment uh, professional, uh, spending time with the movie business and, uh, and the media business. Uh, that's right. what people used to know me for. But um, because I mean, the reason reason pretty much is evident uh, said that the sports as an industry, sports as a business uh, till then uh, didn't really exist in the country in, a, in the shape and form it is today. Uh, because today it's more organized, it's more professional, uh, it's scaled up big time. There are 10 right. plus Premier Leagues. Obviously, IPL happened um, in 2008 and, and it was no stopping. Uh, yeah. Uh, for the sporting industry thereafter. Uh, so that's pretty much it. So I mean, uh, I'm as good as uh, 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 12, 13 years old in the sporting ecosystem. But it's been a phenomenal journey. And uh, and uh, it obviously happened happened by choice. So I chose uh, ESP or Group M as a career option. Uh, but didn't really know that sports as a unit will become so big. Because right. I, when, I, when I chose this as an option, we didn't have the visibility of IPL. We used to work with BCCI closely even those days, but those was mainly the Indian India touring abroad and uh, and in, yeah. and home home cricket for India. It, it was just just about that. But now it's a completely different ball game. I mean, um, you have got 
nine or eight or nine more professional sports um, uh, adding to the entire sporting kitty and and uh, it's been exciting times since then yeah excellent right and i think uh, group m is been part of a lot of activity we are happening in india so uh, in 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 the career of uh, entertainment sports and live properties uh, one thing commonly stayed uh, with uh, esp or group m and the division is about brands working with the brand so you are always looking at how do you get money to the sport give roi to the brands because the more the more money comes to sport the, the the more the sport flourishes and the more roi the brand sees they are happy about it so what is the branding in sport uh, is all about what what does that mean uh, is it only about positioning or it is beyond that oh yeah it's quite a, a deep subject actually but just to give you a quick uh, yeah. quick heads up in terms of what branding means uh, so there are multiple reasons why brands or i would say advertisers choose sports as a platform yeah uh, most of them uh, for most of them i'll and i'll give you three examples uh, sport is a part of their brand dna sports is a part of their brand culture sports is a part of uh, their brand strategy right so it has to so you need to be a long term uh, investor uh, or a sponsor or a player whatever uh, you may want to call in the business of sport sport is not one one business where you come and go or where you just right. sponsor something for a year and just go because uh, because it because sports is all about passion sports is all about about the coming together of multiple different uh, different factors okay and we all know the kind of values um, sports bring to to all of us uh, to answer your question from a brand standpoint uh, so brands would 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 uh, would make sports as a part of their uh, brand dna or strategy for multiple reasons okay mm-hmm. uh, the first reason uh, and the, and the most obvious reason is branding which is ob- which, which in our yeah. terms is called saliency okay so brand so sports brings a lot of saliency because those logos are visible and, and so on and so forth right yeah. now saliency then then brings a lot of top of mind recall okay so if if you are salient in sports because sports are consumed so i mean one learning about about sport is you don't consume sport once okay if you right. like one sport whether it's cricket or football or kabaddi or badminton or wrestling or or or, or whatever uh, sport it could be you don't mm-hmm. consume it just once and you don't don't see it again i mean you you like the sport and you you grow with that sport you build it as a part of your own individual or personal brand dna right Correct. so from that standpoint saliency followed by top of mind recall which brings in a very very unique and a mature stage which called about aspirational value among consumers okay sports right. builds perception and perception builds aspiration so for example i mean today if uh, i mean uh, the, the three brands i spoke about i want to talk about uh, one is one is paytm second is pepsi and third is uh, vodafone okay right. today over the last 10 12 years whatever you may have seen and pepsi has been a has been a sponsor of various sporting properties right. around the world and cricket mainly in india for for over two decades now yeah yes. so i mean any research that you do today with consumer i mean you will always get these three names coming and cropping up irrespective whether they are active or inactive right. so what it means is the that saliency that people have built uh, the top of mind recall is still there in the minds of a consumer which means it has built a very very strong aspirational value uh and a perceived value in the mind of consumers so that works quite well for for brands mm-hmm. uh, because it eventually connects 
consumers and fans with the brand right it interacts with with the brands and 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 the and the and the sporting community so these are some of the main top line reasons why uh, why any brand would possibly want to embark the journey of sponsoring a sport i think very well put to it like that that it's, it's it shows the whole uh, array of obviously the uh, brands have their marketing budget they have to spend it somewhere and if sports can give you as you said it's not one time it is like it happens over time a period of time that once you become from viewer to fan to fan to fanatic it's a journey that uh, a fan also has it i think the moment that journey captured well i think uh, the the value for them is also going up all the time so uh, when we're talking about uh we talk about value how do you value a sporting property basically uh, what are the components typically consider uh, that i want to put say muthut want to put uh, or csk wants to ask 25 crore for the muthut to pay on the front of the jersey or hero putting in 15 crore or 20 or 40 crore now in isl so those numbers are open in market right so uh, uh, how do they value this property when you talk about valuing a property it, it, it there are multiple factors that go it go into it okay so i'll just talk about couple of key factors that might help people right. who are possibly uh, seeing this interview uh, uh, so the objectives of a brand are very different than the objectives of a right holder okay mm. so right holder obviously would want to look at values which will uh, which will multiply their uh, cash flows right but the advertiser looks at it from a very different lens okay advertiser looks at it in terms of what does that bring to the table to an advertiser whether it's a it's a football property or a cricketing property or a kabaddi or or any or a, or a, or a basketball property doesn't really matter okay eventually what happens what matters is what does that particular property deliver to that brand so depending upon the objective so the objective of any brand could be very different okay the sponsorship lens could be very different okay right. so that's that's the first major that we consider when it comes to choosing a particular team or a particular sport or a particular geography of right. or a particular league or whatever you may want to call it right whether it's a grassroots right. or a premier league there are multiple options to be available right correct so uh, once that objective is very clearly defined and and that's a very very critical point because from a from a, a sports sponsorship agency standpoint the key responsibility that we hold is to give a right advice to to our clients and right. uh, and that advice has to eventually feed into their objectives and work for the brand in the short term middle term and long term so once the objective is very clearly defined we look at multiple different lenses i mean the first lens is what are the measured value that mm. a particular sport can derive to a brand now measured value typically comes from the media assets that that a brand has so what are the media assets media assets are things that come on television the brand logos the brand activation the verbal right. mentions that are seen or heard on various different media platforms uh, it could be tv it could be digital it could be radio it could be it could be any social yeah. media assets so those are things which are measurable assets right mm-hmm. so most of the most of the brands consider measured value as the key aspect okay. of uh, of sponsorship and that's the, that's the key roi driven modules but there are some advertisers who are a little mature in the in the entire sponsorship game and look at look at values which are beyond media uh, mm-hmm. that we typically call as perceived values okay? Right. okay now as i said earlier that sports builds perception sports builds 
uh, build top of mind recall it builds aspiration so you will have to have to measure these things very differently so i mean so typically the way we say we say tangibles and intangibles so there are ways uh, and models today uh, uh, in which you can also uh, you know evaluate or measure the roi that has been derived by the perceived value or the intangibles the way we call it right mm-hmm. so whether it is media whether it is pr whether it is news networks or match the activations Mm-hmm. all these aspects of valuations are broken up into lenses okay one is measured value and second is perceived value these are typical uh, measurement uh, metrics that we look at the tools uh, that that are used could be different the the objectives uh, that we look at could be very very different uh, but yeah typically this is where it it stands wow uh quite a lot of thing for uh, for outsider we usually look at only the visibility that you see on the television or uh, usually the viewership number that 400 million 500 million are the only numbers that get perceived by a regular uh, like aam janta but i think there are a lot of science behind it about how you look at the other numbers yeah so while while the television reach and viewership numbers are very very important and uh, when whenever we do any of the exercises we give a significant amount of weightages to these uh, these parts also because eventually the measured value will come from the television or or a digital media reach or a pr reach or 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 uh, and things like that so these are very very important aspects but mm-hmm. these are to us hygiene aspects i mean anybody would anybody would look at these aspects uh, as as the first step but the whole idea is depending upon the way you want to take the game and your investments in that mm-hmm. particular sport then it, it then the then the game becomes a little bit serious right so uh, i think when you're talking about the valuation uh, uh, we know that for some time we already started saying the bundesliga on an empty stadium or epl with empty stadiums uh, so we are and india government also said that uh, the events will start but without any fans so we know that there are no going to be fans for some time at least till you get some visibility say 6 months 9 months 1 year uh, whatever the time frame be is that going to impact the value of a sporting property even though it's live on the broadcaster see in short term uh, see i mean none of us uh, none of us want and i mean talking to many people uh, worldwide right from uh, us to to spain to germany where uh, things are slowly steadily coming to normalcy and people are starting various sporting activities see none of the right stakeholder community or none of the organizers or none of the federations are loving this right this has been yes. come to us without an option right so uh, so that's not the, the, the sense that i'm getting is that this is not going to be a very permanent phenomenon okay yes. covid is going to be a te- so while covid will change a lot of things and the new normal will come into play uh, certainly there is no doubt about that but uh, eventually maybe maybe 8 months 10 months or a year down the line things will come to normalcy the moment mm-hmm. we have vaccines and eventually yeah. uh, whatever we may talk about the technological overhaul and we can use some of the fan engagement pieces through tech and and ai and vr and stuff like that uh, multiple options are being considered uh, these are going to be in short and middle term i don't think right. long term uh, we will have sports without fans because uh, fans are a very very integral part of the entire sporting ecosystem and and if you ask me uh, the the proof of the concept and the fun is in uh, in people uh, giving you a full house uh, its motivation right. for uh, for the players to start with and and the entire ecosystem actually depends on that so i yes. am not too worried about um, the sport being played in the short term uh, without fans because that's mm-hmm. the uh, that's the new normal 
and you will have to accept it and uh, and gracefully look at how we are going to be making the most out of it because for me the single most important aspect today is about starting live sport yes, okay exactly uh, and slowly coming to the normalcy so i mean to ask answer your question uh, most of the people who have invested in sport are long term investors from a yes. sponsorship point from a right holder sponsor uh, right holder standpoint today all are united in the whole whole scheme of things we are all rallying with each other and trying to help each other in the way possible uh, so in short term yes the the values might have an impact uh, but in middle and long term i don't see that that's going to be a too much of a problem because people who are willing to uh, 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 support or and people who have sport as a part of their brand dna or brand strategy mm-hmm. they will be uh, with the sport for a long a long time they are not here for a short haul correct uh, i i think very well put through i think that use of technology ar vr it will, is going to be probably the fun thing that i'm wearing my uh, the the vr glasses and sitting in the dugout next to virat kohli when uh, uh, when the uh, when the other team other everybody else is playing and I get to see the view and look at my left i virat kohli look at my right and probably i see abd i think it's going to be the fun part of of right. ar vr and fun engagement and that will give a different way of uh, branding in vr you can have a probably have a different kind of in stadia branding that can happen in your virtual glasses the way you look around i had seen the some follow startups like that but uh, just to add to uh, this question uh, as as you mentioned that the brand, it it could have a temporary impact perfectly fine but in india as we know the sport is not matured to that level and none of our contract except ipl none of the contracts are long term contract even bcci contract 5 years of oppo also had to broken for whatever reasons were except title sponsorship of uh, ipl no other contract has been long term hero has been renewing the contract it's not like they have signed a long term contract in us and europe we see 10 year deal 15 year deals so is that going to be impacted because these people are already looking at one year or kind of two year kind of deals in india i genuinely don't think so uh, okay. to me i'm looking at this as an opportunity okay so for example with every little uh, challenge uh, a challenge throws and brings in a more opportunity so the entire yeah. digital interface and the and the virtual interface of fans and fan engagement could be a fantastic opportunity for lot of the brands that you spoke about in the short mm-hmm. and middle term because look here i mean the impact is not only on sport the impact this is a this is a problem which has which has an impact on the society on the cultural fabric of of the world and not only us yes. in india and not only sports as an industry but social cultural medical and emotional impact okay so yeah. the impact has been really really deep i think most of the people i am talking to from a right holder community worldwide to the advertising community worldwide people are looking at it in a very very positive way people are looking at sport as as a big uh, catalyst to bring people together again of course over time may not be in immediate term and use as much technology and and digital medium as as possible in the short term uh, so whether the fan engagement happens in the physical outdoor or digital outdoor we'll only learn a lot of newer things sort of newer technologies over time here right? right so that's the way most of the people are looking at and so when we're talking about the newer things i think uh, one of the new kid on the block which has taken everybody by not surprise but uh, really good is esport how are the brands looking at esport because you're playing everything virtually and there are possibilities of branding inside the game like inside pubg also you probably you can brand yourself at the same time the arenas can be branded so there's a how is 
if you have any case study, I'm sure you must have worked on a lot of uh, this uh, esports kind of uh, thing. So, if you can talk about how brands are investing into esports and the growth of esports here. Yeah. So, esports is a very interesting time for esports actually, and and gaming. And I'm I'm not getting into the details of. Yeah. There is a difference between gaming and esports. So that will keep it for some other yeah. time. But but whether it is gaming particularly because esports actually happens in an arena in a stadium yes. and it's more about so right now it's more about gaming and and not so much about esports in the in the short term in the covid period so we have seen lot of traction so i mean uh, see the traction for gaming was always there even before uh, before covid happened it has been a gradual progress that we have seen over the last 2 to 3 years okay so it has always been there what covid has done is covid has actually pushed people to look at it seriously and the moment people started looking at it seriously they realized that these numbers are actually real because we have seen yeah. a, a 20 to 30% jump in the number of downloads for various different games yes. we have seen a, a massive amount of uh, difference in the time spent uh, from people because people were locked into their houses and uh, what do you do i mean you are sampling something or the other on your mobile phone uh so india unlike the west is going to be a mobile first gaming market okay mm. so that's one thing that we need to very clearly realize so there are couple of ways uh, the advertisers are looking at um, at 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 gaming currently so one is uh, the in gaming integrations that we call the right. traditional integration model second is the sponsorship model so a package of sponsorship plus integration is something people are considering the lot of advertisers who are currently Uh, organizing bespoke tournaments okay so i am an yeah. i'm xyz advertiser and i want to uh, and i'm a digital player predominantly uh, i am taking rights uh, i'm taking licenses of multiple uh, games and yeah. hosting uh, various different tournaments on my platform now that's very very interesting okay so now so, so things like these are being seen uh, in the real mm-hmm. world today uh, and uh, absolutely exciting times and and the third aspect is the usual aspect of inventory uh which which we can see i mean the way we have got inventory on on various digital platforms or on television platforms the similar in- inventory can be served on on gaming platforms as well so these are the three different buckets in which we are seeing growth uh, in the gaming uh, gaming sector at this point in time yeah i think uh, uh, the way we saw the f1 racers came together in the simulator and and raced uh, interesting time and nba also played those kind of games. so it are making it interesting for fans and are giving yeah. back to the brands yeah so i mean these are these are the one of the most popular examples in the recent time that i have seen yes. but what has actually excited me the most in the last week or so has been a campaign that's been done by dominos in bangalore okay or maybe mm-hmm. karnataka i know about bangalore i don't know if they have extending it to karnataka or bangalore city for sure okay wherein uh, they are so lot, you know a lot of gaming parlors are open in uh, uh, yes. in uh, in the bangalore city Okay, so I mean, Domino's is actually running a a, 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 a promo wherein if you order a Domino's pizza, your uh, Domino's extends your half an hour and one hour in that gaming parlor. Okay, now mm-hmm. that's a immediate uh, uh, so-called proof of concept uh, and gratification that you're giving to your uh, to the people who you want to engage. Two right. things: one is those are pizza lovers, those are game gaming lovers, right? And 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 you will know that the gaming is very very engaging, and you just don't know how you how your time passes by. And if you are and and you are obviously hungry at that point in time, so yeah. you order a Domino's pizza. You don't only fill your stomach, but you actually get an extra time on on the gaming device. Now these are quite interesting ways 
people are doing activations on on gaming as platforms as well so i mean i just thought that this will help you uh, relate yeah. um, the online gaming business with the with the live sport i mean these are typical yeah. live sport examples as well so there's so much so much uh, parallel that you can draw through multiple different uh, creative ideas and and bespoke uh, uh ideas for various yes. brands waiting for dominus to launch something in in pune and mumbai region now so let's <laughs> uh, let, let's see but sounds pretty interesting and uh, engaging as well right it's like a, like a, one example like ludo king became a, one of the top most downloaded game in 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 the whole world whatever the thing they're talking about numbers it's a mumbai based company and huge number that they have seen ludo king next question uh, that i have is uh, we are still talking from the brand's perspective because the whole session is about the branding what is lacking in indian sports that uh, the brands are little reluctant or probably not they are not going all out the way they bid uh, in international market or mainly western market uh, so what is that lacks in the indian sporting ecosystem that the brand is still hesitant so i don't think we lack anything okay uh, because only because we are a 12 13 year old economy okay so we are still learning okay yeah. uh, and most of the examples that we are talking about end up being cricketing examples right that's yeah. because most of the sports or the most of the right holders or most of the leagues have actually followed the uh, one shot fits all kind of a model so people just replicated uh, yeah. ipl models in some form or the other okay so that may not be uh, the right thing and this is the time when people are Uh, are compelled to think about these things and mm-hmm. uh, and trying to see how we can change the entire model okay so so depending upon the sport okay uh, the structure of the sport needs to be very very clearly defined in terms of the the gap between the grassroots and and the premier league there has to be a proper pyramid that goes right up till yeah. right from the grassroots right up till the pyramid which is perhaps the premier league solution so therefore the structure uh, all india structure or uh, is very very important uh, for any sport like for example if you look at cricket cricket has a fantastic structure i mean bcci is at the helm of the affairs and you have got those state associations yes. who actually do the hard work okay and then eventually bcci manages the team india right but even right. but the, the fact of the matter is the real grassroots and the real uh, real uh, scouting of talent is done by the the state association so that's mm-hmm. the structure that that has been put together from a cricketing standpoint while we have these kind of structures for most of the major sports in the country i don't know to what extent it's it's followed i mean uh, and right. uh, from a from a professionalism standpoint so so the point i'm trying to make is a a structure between the grassroots and and the premier league very very important mm-hmm. a robust organized fan engagement program is something which i haven't seen Uh, yes. in india yet okay uh, so uh, so including cricket uh, i haven't seen a very very robust fan engagement program cricket is very organic and it just happened yeah it just happened yeah and half three three decades okay uh, so fan engagement uh, structure on that is is a important point which we need to debate and look at off season uh, engagement plan so i mean uh, whenever we speak about any sport it's about the league it's about the match day uh life for a fan is beyond a match day right exactly. so we need to have a very clear uh, off season plan yeah uh, so again that's i haven't seen uh, seen that uh, quite uh, uh, i mean uh, i'm not seen that for quite some time uh, maybe some of the ipl clubs uh, clubs do that 
but uh, uh, the emerging sport needs to focus more on that uh, as well and mm-hmm. last but not the least and that's where the entire business of sport actually stands okay which is the player profile okay your player needs to be the star the yes. first fan who comes to the sport or to the league or to the game is because he adores and loves that that star player so we need to clear we need to clear star, create stars from this players okay mm-hmm. so we need to build that player profile build that player aspiration build that player perception in the minds of minds of fans so these yeah. are some areas which i think uh, i would want to leave the entire industry to actually come together work together and possibly make india a sporting nation in the next 5 to 10 years so these are some of the points which i think i don't think we lack but these are the these are the areas where we we can improve upon yeah and and what i think rightly mentioned these are the pillars of the society as well and uh, that is how it's it's going to grow the way you mentioned about player profiling i think we also have to look at how loyalty towards the team or the state can can improve the way the whole ncaa model that us has right the university sport and how yeah. the uh, the whole engagement happens like people are crazy for that like i lived in uh, i lived in 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 bay area and uh, i had nothing to do with stanford other than it was campus was two miles from where i was but i was just wearing stanford jersey whenever they were playing so it that kind of environment that gets gets created and i think we also need to get uh, into that and very well put forward so moving yeah, so while yeah. while while i would not want to, so while ncaa model is absolutely fantastic and it's worked wonders uh, for for us uh, for sure but i mean again we should not do the mistake of following yes. a particular model okay because Correct. our country is very different the challenges in india are very very different we need to create something which uh, yes. fits into our themes of things which will eventually uh, benefit us as a country uh, from a yes. sporting point of view that's the only mm. point i wanted to make no i think i think very well because we have the different demographic different terrain everything is different like there is no use of so uh, training somebody for uh, in 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 assam for cricket rather than focus on what the geography also brings to table i think that's a it's it's a great uh, point so now let a couple of uh, question more sure. uh, one question is something i am also very curious about it's like how do broadcaster decide some value of a sporting property a right value how do they decide a right value see like we speak up like we spoke about the sponsorship roi and the way a advertiser invests in sports okay Uh, a broadcaster or a media right owner is a businessman okay it's a pure play business model right so basically it depends upon the the popularity of the sport okay uh, that's very very important uh, uh, if the sport is popular there's going to be a demand and supply situation in any market it's very obvious right okay so the the so one is the popularity of the sport second is the demand supply situation who are you competing against what are the media rights that are being put up for sale whether those are television rights digital rights ott rights social media rights the rights are very very different in india we have still not seen those list of rights going going yes. quite deep but if you look at the european model if you look at the the american model which are much mature economies the rights for media goes as deep so a lot of rights which the right holder in terms of the federation or the or the organizer of the league has but there are substantial amount of media rights which even the clubs have okay so we will reach that so it all depends upon what is that demand and supply uh, situation in that particular market and then more importantly there's a proper methodology in terms of the cash flow model based on the popularity and demand and supply in terms of the acceptability of that sport from a 
from an extraction standpoint, from a marketability standpoint. So it's about it's all about business potential and the cash flow strategy that any broadcaster or a media right owner would do, uh, like he would possibly do when he's investing into uh, uh, acquiring a feature film or right. acquiring the rights of a of a IP from. Uh, uh, right. from some worldwide uh, right holder or or could be investing into a local SaaS Bahu uh, program. So it's, it's a similar model depending upon, it's a proper business plan. Right, right. And if I'm not wrong, uh, there were few a couple of decades back, uh, the BCCI used to pay to Doordarshan to show the games. And now it's other way around where the broadcaster is actually buying the rights to show the games. Uh, if I'm not wrong, I think that was Absolutely. the... Yeah. Absolutely, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the late 80s and in the late 80s, I mean, uh, when there was only one channel, uh, we used to, I mean, uh, I mean, we had to pay to the broadcaster to, uh, uh, because it was the only platform and obviously, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Cricket also would have paid uh, to be featured on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, because all these things which you're talking about, because of uh, the Group M's uh, relation with managing the rights value and all, it's, it's very... Uh, uh, it, it's there inside. For the outsider, what we get to see, okay, the biggest thing we heard was the, the IPL rights moving from Sony to Star. And the reason was Sony had a bigger bet, but the Hotstar and Star combo together actually won the bid vis-a-vis uh, -vis Sony Live and uh, Sony. Those were the numbers that we came to know as the outsiders. So, so think about it. So if you, now that you're talking about the IPL media rights, okay, I, I made three points, right? The first point I made was popularity of the sport. Yes. It, the, not only the sport was popular, but the league was the most popular league in the country. Yes. Second point I made about demand and supply, which means there was competition uh, and therefore things things change. Uh, okay, yeah. the demand and supply situation. And third was a very, very strong and a compelling business potential from a cash flow standpoint, okay? So these were the three buckets which eventually uh, would have made those bids, yeah? Yeah, exactly. A, a question which I, I think we have discussed in past as well, whenever we got a chance, it's a, it's a fun question to a uh, point to discuss, is about betting. Uh, okay. What is the effect of uh, legalizing the betting in India? I, one thing is obviously the good revenue for government and it could be an organized structure, but uh, and what do you think from the overall brand image, properties, broadcaster perspective, the, uh, the impact of making betting legalized on Indian sport? See, look, uh, I can't comment on uh, the betting aspect of it and whether it's going to be legalized or not legalized. That's, it's, a, it's a state subject and government of India is, uh, is equipped to uh, talk about yeah. these things. I'm nobody to talk about uh, uh, betting and permission and all of that. But, yeah, but yeah. what I can, for the benefit of students uh, on this uh, particular show, uh, what I can possibly look at is, see, betting, betting companies and betting plays a very, very significant role uh, in the sports worldwide. Okay, yes. so there are lots. So, I mean, if you look at Premier Leagues in the in the Europe, uh, you see most of the betting companies being their principal sponsors at a league level, yeah. at a team level. Yeah? And they have a massive structure for betting. Look at contact sports worldwide. Okay, Look at MMA, look at boxing and all those things. I mean, uh, one, of the, one of the big revenue models for these things is betting. What yes. will happen to these things in India? It's, it's something uh, for all of us to uh, wait and watch. And I yeah. really don't have a view on that. But uh, from a revenue model standpoint, it's a it's a very very big revenue model worldwide. Yes. Is what is what uh, we should take for sure. Correct. I think the covering the topic. I I think this topic you can take the master class for 
not even three hours, six hours, but probably the whole month. Uh, so now from the student's perspective or the parent's perspective, one typical question that is uh, that they have that what are the typical careers which are available in the media or the agency uh, world and what do they need to be ready with or what can they achieve or, or what, sorry, what they can develop in themselves to be eligible for these kind of uh, careers? Sure. So uh, very clearly, uh, Sid, uh, we are we are we are from the industry, and we will obviously speak about this industry from a lot of passion, a lot of love, and yeah. and a lot of interest, right? And uh, and I will again go back to the twelve or a thirteen year old story. Okay, see, look at it from that point of this industry is a twelve or a thirteen year industry, and if my numbers are right. Uh, it has enabled about 25 to 30,000 jobs already. Okay. So what we need to be very clear about is there are multiple segments within the entire, uh, entire sporting ecosystem. Okay. Uh, so like, for example, if somebody is a, is a charter accountant or if somebody is a marketing uh, professional, you don't uh, look at becoming a CEO uh, in five years or 10 years, right? or you don't look at becoming a, a um, becoming the uh, the big time uh, uh, financial expert in the in the five to seven you obviously work those uh, things out so in sporting business is a little different sporting you have got multiple aspects of the business one is the biggest aspect of the sporting business are two aspects one is the retail segment which is the biggest segment okay and second is the operation segment okay most of the students who come to me and who, who i keep talking to about always come with the with the lens of being a sports fan first okay yeah. now being a sports fan and working in the sports industry and doing business of sport are two different things yes. while that's a great starting point you need to build your interest over time okay so uh, look at sports retail as a as a massive segment which i believe will grow in the next 5 to 10 years look at sports operations as one of the biggest uh, industries which will build over the next five to ten years look at grassroots as a massive opportunity because today the premier leagues are only catering to five ten fifteen twenty cities in india india is a very very deep country look yes. at look at tier two tier three tier four towns and take sports to as as deep as possible now that's a that's a complete blue ocean for all of us, yes. right? So there are enormous opportunities, immense possibilities, unlimited options. It all depends upon the kind of hard work and the commitment that you want to bring to the table. Initially, for the first four to five years, it's going to be a tough time because that's what every industry needs to do, very, very hard work, yes. okay? So if you are prepared for that, I can guarantee you that in India, Sports will definitely there will be multiple things that will grow in India, but I can vouch for sports as an industry to grow definitely because uh, because we have got a lot of ambitions as a country. Yes. We are a very very uh, big country, right? And eventually we will have our share of boys uh, in sports other than cricket. So therefore, the efforts that are being made in the world of football in India will will uh, uh, give us some kind of a better uh, you know uh, rankings worldwide uh, from a fifa standpoint will meet uh, the kind of uh, effort that is been put by uh, the sports ministry on individual sports will give us better medal tallies in asian games commonwealth games and eventually olympics at some stage uh, so athlete management uh, talent management uh, talent grooming uh, i mean i can i can just go on and on yeah, i mean exactly. nutrition 
sports psychology i mean there are various look at sports from a holistic standpoint look at it from an industry standpoint most of yeah. the people that i talk to only look at it from a management standpoint yes. management in is one aspect of sports okay so what i do is one aspect of sport but what i don't do is quite bigger it's much bigger than what i what i do yes. but this is right. what i have chosen to be in right but there is quite a lot quite a lot that we can do in the world of sport i have just narrated couple of uh, uh, points in terms yeah. of what are, what could be the options but i mean uh, i th- i think i think uh, if you are interested in sports if you really are passionate about opportunities are going to be in in abundance that's for sure i, I think uh, you echoed the sentiments of the people who are part of it pure out of passion and uh, looking forward to making a career out of it and uh, being part of it sports is not only about glamour glamour is a by product uh, the sports is about uh, fulfilling those dreams uh, for yourself for the athlete for the nation i think it's a nation building process uh, that Absolutely. can happen in the it's an opportunity i think uh, very few people uh, actually got a chance to be part of a sunrise industry and we in the sports in currently in india i think we got a opportunity to be part of the sunrise industry and grow with it uh, you nailed it sir you nailed it i mean how many people had an opportunity of getting into an industry which is a 10 year old industry okay correct. 12 year old industry now that's the positive lens in which we need to look at this business and and just and just scale up and and yes. and we need the help and support the industry needs the help and support of the younger talent to come and come up with new ideas new experiments push us challenge the status quo and and sky is the limit yes uh, perfect perfect we need it was like uh, yes uh, it was too short uh, but i think it was just uh, just in time for the 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 right audience and and it also uh, what we want to do from this is basically uh, give the pointers to the students or the listener to start thinking sure. because everything everything that you mentioned actually has a case study within itself so they can actually get deeper into those thoughts and get a, a direction of the thinking that is what we want to achieve sure. i think it is phenomenally done uh, great talking Absolutely. to you again uh, great thank you sir thank you thank you very much and wish you all the best for your platform yeah yes thank you and uh, looking forward to more and more sessions with you when as and when time permits and uh, whatever that we can do together so thanks Absolutely. a lot always always a pleasure thanks all yes. the best thank you take care take care yes. bye bye bye, bye.